Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. And in today's podcast, we are bringing back the interview portion of the podcast, and we're going to interview local talent. Um, We're going to continue to do a few more of these through the lockdown, Um, local athletes, and people that can... um, you know, add to our mentality of success and winning in life. And tonight we're blessed to have Elizabeth Moline. She's a local bodybuilder at Los Campeones Gym Northeast. It's mainly where she trains when it's open and we're not locked down. And she just recently, a couple weeks ago, won the NPC Midwest Women's Physique Contest in Des Moines, Iowa. And her background is in CrossFit, hockey, and she was a competitive, a competitive weightlifter, Olympic weightlifter for those, the overhead lifts. So we will go ahead with the interview. Well, today we have Elizabeth Moline on the FACT podcast. She's a local bodybuilder, trains the same gym me and my team and my wife do. And she went down to Des Moines, Iowa, a week or so ago and won the NPC Midwest Championships in her first contest. Um, She's also a physical therapy assistant student. And as part of our podcast, we like to interview up and coming lifters, strong men, strong women, bodybuilders and power lifters. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, your background, your age, where you're from, and maybe start with how you got into bodybuilding. Oof. Okay. Uh, I'm 30. Okay. I'm from Austin, Minnesota. Okay. Where's uh, Austin for those who have no idea where that is? <laughs> it's a uh, home of Hormel, <laughs> Spamtown, okay. USA. Okay. It's Southern Minnesota, um, close to like uh, Rochester. Mayo Clinic. People know Rochester for Mayo Clinic and Austin is like home of Hormel. So it's Southern Minnesota. Okay. Uh, I have lived in Minneapolis for about six years now. Um, And I mean, I think my uh, fitness career, I guess we'll call it, uh, it started in high school. I started with hockey. I started playing hockey when I was eight. So what position did you play? I was defense. Okay. So your, yeah. your parents didn't have to buy all the goalie equipment. The, uh, actually, they did one year because I decided that I wanted to try it. And I was awful. I was so bad at it. That was not, that was not my spot on the ice. Uh, but yeah, my parents put a lot into me playing hockey. It was kind of like a year-round thing. So I did camps in the spring, summer, fall. And then in winter, it was the season. So I loved it. I love playing, love being part of the team, um, love being competitive and they were super supportive. Um, but when I graduated high school, I was kind of done with, with that and, um, decided to go to cosmetology school, which was like a huge shift in in the spectrum. I don't see too many hockey, female hockey players wearing makeup. You know. Yeah, um, and I actually do nothing with my cosmetology license uh, now, other than it came in handy when I had to do my makeup for the show. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, so went to cosmetology school and I was really missing, um, you know, being part of a team and being active. So I started running um, just because I didn't really know my way around a weight room. I went into the gym and I was like, treadmill, I can figure out how to work a treadmill. Okay. <laughs> That's easy. So I just kind of went with what was comfortable and started running. Um, okay. And that just kind of- Let like, me interrupt you a minute, Elizabeth. Yeah. So, so in high school, the, the coaches never dragged the girl hockey team into the weight room? Maybe like two times, three times. Wow. Yeah, no. It was, wow, why like, is that, you think? Because you see I the guys in there all the time. It's so important. And honestly, when, when I was in high school, um, like girls hockey wasn't that huge. It wasn't okay. that big. Okay. In fact, we got, <laughs> we got teased quite a bit. You know, oh, girls hockey, I'm not going to watch that. And okay. It's come such a long ways. It's come okay. such a long ways. And I think now there's a deeper understanding of how important cross training is okay. and how important weight training is and how important it is to build um, you know, like on those functional strength movements, squat, deadlift, um, how, in, you know, doing power cleans, working on um, speed, power, strength, you know, um, when I was younger, it was just like, do every camp you can, okay. play your sport as much as you can. It was very specific. Very skill oriented. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, now there's a the better understanding in those programs of how important it is to do the weight training. We did things like uh, we did extra conditioning, like we ran stairs okay. when we were done with practice and we did some sit-ups and <laughs> okay. just like the most, I remember the few times that we did go to the weight room, it was like, here, do some bicep curls and do some tricep. <laughs> That's going to help. <laughs> like no one taught us how to squat. <laughs> Why would no one teach us how to squat? Oh, it's just, it's crazy to me. So um, that was, I graduated in 2008. Wow. That's not that long ago. Okay. But I feel, I feel like a lot has changed. Okay. Since then. Um, I, I have four teenage daughters and, and uh, we have volleyball player, cheerleader, gymnastics, and swimming. And the, the swim coach drags those girls into the weight room twice a week, early in the morning. So, That's awesome. And they do squats, they do um, deadlifts, they do power cleans. So yeah, we've come a long way in 12 years. They finally woke up, you know. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the, the girls hockey program in Austin now. Okay. Uh, the focus in Austin is a juniors hockey team. And uh, I know a few players on that hockey team. I know they have a weight room at the arena now. Okay. Um, and they do have some coaches there. So I know that they're definitely um, squatting and building strength and doing things to help you know, cross training things to help supplement their main sport. Okay. So you, you wandered into the weight room, you found the treadmill. How did you find free weights? Uh, that actually kind of found my way there through CrossFit. So oh, no. okay. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was running a lot and okay. um, ended up moving to Minneapolis and was going to LA Fitness and it was the same thing, just to the treadmill, did what I was comfortable doing, you know, would run around Lake Calhoun. And a girl that I was working with was like, you know, I'm going to this CrossFit gym, 
I think you would really like it. It's kind of competitive. Seems like it's up your alley. And so I went with her to this gym and I actually ended up doing it for a couple of years. Uh, And I realized when I was doing it, like gymnastics is not my thing. (laughs) I'm not crazy about like the high repetition and uh, the crazy Metcons and the gymnastics, but weightlifting. I love the weightlifting aspect of it. So I started going to, oh, um, Twin City Barbell. It was this, this like really old rundown building in St. Paul. They do Olympic lifting, right? Olympic yes. lifting. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so it was the coolest place. Uh, I love, loved that building. So it's super, okay. super old. Part of it had a boxing ring in it. And the other part had six platforms, no okay. machines, <laughs> just the six platforms, the barbells, the plates, Roger Sadecki. Um, okay. Yeah. And Charlie, those guys were the, they were always there on the weekends and they, they just wanted to help olympic weightlifters get better at olympic like they love the sport if you go to a local meet they're there like they're just awesome and so i started going there every single weekend and got in more into weightlifting and started competing in weightlifting oh wow yeah yeah how far did you get in olympic weightlifting uh and for and for those who are listening i'll let you do it elizabeth you want to explain the difference between Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, bodybuilding, and powerlifting? Because some people list, are just listening casually. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. So anytime I tell somebody that I did Olympic weightlifting, the first thing they say to me is, well, how much can you bench? <laughs> oh, well, I don't really do that often. <laughs> uh, so powerlifting, you have squat, bench, and deadlift. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so strength-focused. And then Olympic weightlifting which like if you're in olympic weightlifting they just call it weightlifting yeah. right so it's like they don't you don't say olympic swimming or yeah. olympic curling it's just yeah. curling or something so it's just weightlifting mm-hmm. but it's what you see on the olympics where they do the snatch and the clean and jerk okay. so same idea as powerlifting yeah yeah you're taking the bar from the ground all the way overhead uh and it is about strength and power but you're adding like this speed and agility aspect to okay. it um and it's just it's really old school like if you watch like old school yeah. olympic videos um and then crossfit is god i don't even know when crossfit kind of like came about i guess it's blown up uh in the last you know 10 years yeah it's but only it, been 10 15 years yeah wow. right so they're combining Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, and this metabolic conditioning. So you hear CrossFitters say things like Metcons, so that's their metabolic conditioning. So it's working different pathways um, of your conditioning. So it's like doing quick sprints uh, and then some longer workouts, 40-minute workouts, 20-minute workouts. It's constantly varied. And you're constantly doing different movements. um, And uh working on strength training and metabolic conditioning together and the workout changes a lot there's a lot of variability right exactly yeah that's i think the exact definition it's been a really long time since i've thought about this (laughs) The, the definition of crossfit it's uh Constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Yes, that's it, yeah. The bullet points for CrossFit. And then bodybuilding is aesthetics. Okay. So 
although like it helps to be athletic okay. and have good genetics okay. um bodybuilding is more about shaping your physique okay. uh working you know isolating muscle groups um building muscle groups to get a specific look whereas these other sports where it's crossfit powerlifting and olympic weightlifting it's more about performance okay okay mm -hmm. great well that was fantastic thank you so i mean you were competitive in weightlifting um, how far did you get state level national level give us a, a clue were you good at it um i was okay okay, okay. <laughs> I, I won some local competitions okay um I kind of jumped around weight classes a little bit. I tried okay. cutting. I was at a heavier weight class. There were a few weight class uh, like switches. They kind of redid some things um, while I was in it. Um, so actually the reason I started bodybuilding is because I, <laughs> I hurt my knee. Oh, um, okay. I had a partial tear in my patellar tendon, okay. but I was a couple kilos away from qualifying for the American Open. Oh, wow. Which is... Okay. So there's the American Open, and then a step up from the American Open is Nationals. Okay. And I just, I just wanted to qualify for this American Open. So there was about a year and a half where I trained on my knee being, having a partial tear in it, and it would hurt, and I'd be in pain, but I would okay. ice it and stretch and take ibuprofen and just push through it and power through it. And there were three different meets where the weight that I needed to qualify was on the bar for my third attempt, Okay. and I missed it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my very last meet was October 2019, or the last meet that I, that I did for weightlifting was October of 2019. Just last and year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I caught my last clean a little funny and my knee just screamed at me. And after that meet, I finally was like, okay, I need to go to physical therapy. I need to listen to my body. I need mm -hmm. to start paying attention to this and let go of being so obsessed about, you know, qualifying for this American open. And uh, I was going to Los at the time because, well, I, that's when I like started going to Lowe's because okay. they had platforms um, and some good barbells and it was a great price for a membership. Okay. For a student, that's fantastic. It's like <laughs> everything that I need at a decent price. Um, so I had a friend who was like, you should go through a bodybuilding workout with me. You know, I was like super bummed that I couldn't lift as heavy as I wanted to and I couldn't do the Olympic weightlifting because my knee hurt and I was just kind of like down and out. And my friend was like, you should come in and we'll do a shoulder day. Okay. And then it was, you should come in and we'll do a back day. You should come in and we'll do an arm day. And so I just started doing these bodybuilding workouts and having like a ton of fun with it. Okay. Um, and I started like really enjoying the workouts and I, it was kind of like refreshing, like mm -hmm. being in pain for a year and working through my program, knowing that like my knee was going to hurt on the drive home. And oh, wow. it was really okay. refreshing working with a PT, having my knee starting to, you know, feel better and then okay. doing these different workouts. Okay. And it's like, I was finding different things that I could improve at, you know, like uh, different areas of strength and I saw body composition changes and it was just kind of cool um, and refreshing doing something different. And then um, 
all it took was a couple people to say something like, you should, you know, think about maybe doing a show. I think you'd be kind of good at it. And oh, of wow. course the, com the competitive, my competitive side was like, compete, <laughs> okay. do, do a show. I, I could do that. So then okay. um, I read, there's a lot of bodybuilding coaches at Los, obviously. Um, and I was referred to one and I started working with um, Jeff Zoller Mm -hmm. initially so that was Oct October Dece December of last year like October December ish and I reached out to him and I was like I want to do a show next fall okay. is what I told him for like a year out I told him mm -hmm. I wanted to do a show next fall um, so okay. I worked worked with him started working with him and that's kind of like how it all took off oh awesome awesome so so what has been the biggest difference um, from a weightlifting um, workout, from a bodybuilding, what if, what what have you noticed? I mean, physiologically, oh, I shouldn't use big words on the podcast. Biologically, <laughs> you know, in your body, what have you noticed? What have you noticed about your diet and all that? What what's the biggest changes shifting? Oh man, there's so many. Okay. There's so many. I mean, I going through my first prep. There were so many times where I was like this is so backwards from what I know. <laughs> this is so different than what I'm used to. Why don't you uh, unpack it, that word backwards? Why was it backwards? <laughs> so when I was weightlifting, it was all about eating for strength. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about, uh, I, if I don't eat enough, I'm not going to move the weight yep. that I want to move, you know? So it's like going from eating for performance to eating aesthetically, Okay. you know? And it's like, everybody wants that middle ground where it's yeah. like, I want to be strong, but I also want the aesthetics. Like I want okay. to look like I work out. I also want to just, you know, move all the weight. So um, going from this aspect where I'm like, I am going to eat, you know, a balance of carbs, fats, protein, good macro breakdown so I can uh, go in and hit 90%. And, um, you know, my workouts would be a couple hours long and I'm resting for three plus minutes in between my sets, you know, oh, yeah. and I'm hitting one or two or three heavy reps or yeah. I'm warming up and then working up to my working weight and I'm resting in between those sets um, and letting my strength build back up yeah. versus bodybuilding where it's like, I'm not eating for the performance side of it. I'm eating purely for the aesthetic side of it. Okay. And I'm not resting that long in between my sets and I'm keeping my reps a little bit higher and I'm doing drop sets and I'm doing things um, that, I mean, when I first started, I was like, oh, this is CrossFit. I'm like, 15 reps. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, um, and, and you're squats. going to fatigue. Powerlifting is very yep. similar. Um, when our whole team is squatting there at Los Campiones gym on a Tuesday night, it may be 15 minutes before I get back under the squat bar after my last set. But my last set was 800 or 850 or 900. I need that. I need 15 to 20 minutes just to get my heart rate down. And uh, so it's a, it's a different type of like neurological, physical conditioning. And uh, I worked with some weightlifters in the 80s out of York, 
uh, barbell in Pennsylvania. I'm from Baltimore originally. And it's very similar. You know, you, you don't go back and attempt your, your next set until you're ready for your next set. Where mm-hmm. when I trained with like Kevin Veroni and some of these uh, uh, Olympian uh, bodybuilders, it was about fatigue. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do another set. We only had 30 seconds. Oh no, go, you know, yeah. but it's too much yeah. weight. We'll take, take some weight off. What do you mean take weight off? That's counterintuitive. What do you mean yeah. take weight off? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. How did you deal with that? I mean, I just see that as a complete oh. mind shift. I had the hardest time. Okay. <laughs> I had the hardest time with it. And so uh, when I first switched to bodybuilding, I was taking my time in between my sets. <laughs> I, it's just like what I was used to. It's just what I knew. And then it's like when I got into my first prep is when I realized like, I don't have a lot of food in me right now. I don't have a lot of fuel. So I'm going to wear a watch and I'm going to keep these rest periods short. Uh, And that's when I started to see um, body composition really change. And it's like, I, I realized that I could reach my goal. Like what I was working towards that muscle fatigue, Mm -hmm. I could reach that a lot faster uh, and I could get my work, like I could get an efficient workout in, in a shorter period of time. Okay. And then I didn't feel as terrible when I had to do another 30 minutes of cardio afterwards. Okay. Wow. So, so obviously in uh, CrossFit and strongman and powerlifting and, um, weightlifting, you do not do posing. You don't stand on stage contracting your muscles um Mm -hmm. how did you make that because that's a whole different athletic event in itself how Mm -hmm. did losing i mean how did you get how did you figure it out did you have a coach and you know what changes did you see having to do this contract every one of my muscles and hold it there Uh, that was terrifying. Okay. <laughs> the, the idea of being on a stage in a swimsuit in a pair of heels, like okay. whole, it, the, the first time I put the heels on, I was like, oh, I'm doing this, aren't I? Like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is happening. Uh, I got really lucky. So uh, I was working with Jeff and his wife for posing and the mm-hmm. Zoller squad, the team, mm-hmm. uh, but quarantine happened. Okay. And then once things kind of opened back up from quarantine, I was, I started going to Northeast, Los Campiones, Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I met Alicia, whose last name I should know how to pronounce, but I don't. It starts with a K. Okay. <laughs> uh, she, she's a posing coach. Okay. Uh, and she is an amazing bodybuilder. She, and she, um, she was coaching one of my friends. And so my friend introduced me to her. Uh, and we started posing together once a week. Um, and so I started working with her. When did the gyms open back up from the first quarantine? It was like March or something. Um, no, they closed in March and didn't they open up in June? It was a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while. So, So from June until my show, we worked together once a week. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then about halfway through the summer, I asked her to teach me a few physique poses because I originally, I was planning on doing figure and just doing figure, but I was like, man, the physique poses look like fun. And so she was- So I'm gonna pause you again, Elizabeth. You wanna explain to the listeners the difference in women's bodybuilding? Because you guys have so many categories. Yep, 
Yeah. So there's, and there's been more added. So there's, oh, wow. okay. yeah, there's bikini, which is, uh, you know, more like, um, beauty pageant ish. Okay. okay. You can say props, that that's kind. Yeah. Props to the bikini girls. Okay. They, you know, uh, there's wellness, which is like an amped up bikini. Okay. So it's all about like quads and glute development, but okay. similar posing to bikini. Uh, and then there's figure and figure is a bit more muscular, but you're still wearing heels on stage. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but the judges are kind of looking for the X factor. So it's like you're looking for more developed shoulders, okay. a little bit more lean. And then there's physique, which yeah. is where you ditch the heels which is why i like it <laughs> and it's all about if you're you're getting a little bit leaner in that category and it's more about muscle development okay and then there's women's bodybuilding which is like the really big girls <laughs> they're really that's really back muscular. now i think on the olympia they brought it back yep. okay. yeah yeah they did yep okay. so those are all of the categories and i was just planning on doing figure okay and I asked Alicia, my posing coach, to show me some different physique poses. Okay. And that's when I decided, like, I actually really like physique. I really like the class. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. So she ended up putting a routine together for me, and I competed in both figure and physique. Oh, you and competed so. in both? Yeah. So hopefully you didn't have to change outfits or anything. Nope. All I had to do was <laughs> kick the wheels off. Yeah, that's, that's good. Just kick them out of the way and go back out. Yep. So, so where do you see, and I know you're new to the sports. I, I love asking the rookies about this. Where do you see women's bodybuilding physique going um, in the next few years, especially because they're bringing bodybuilding back? Oh, to be honest, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. No, that's <laughs> I, fine. That's I, fine. I, so the, the the woman that got second in my class yeah if you're if you're asking me she should have gotten first in okay physique, and i should have probably maybe won figure instead okay but they had me as first in physique and they told her that she should move up to bodybuilding okay so i think that's maybe something that you'll see is like um some of the physique girls moving up to bodybuilding okay. and physique being more about just being conditioned okay. and bodybuilding being more mass. I, okay. I don't know. I'd say maybe like that might okay. be a trend. Okay. So, so go through some of your training now. We'll, we'll move into ahead a little bit here. What's your average training week look like for you before a contest or an off season? What does it look like? So this is, was the first prep that I've ever done. Okay. Uh, and it was seven days a week of cardio. Wow. So cardio was done every day. Okay. Uh, the, there were, I had some steady state days where all I did was steady state cardio. Uh, and I got up to quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> like I was looking at 105 minutes of cardio oh, wow. a day, but I would split it up. You know, it's like, go for a walk, walk on the treadmill in the morning, do stairs, at night, you know, do some, do some of the cardio post-workout. Um, and this is my first time doing a reverse diet and kind of like reversing out of a show and out of prep. Okay. Um, and it's very interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you, so, so you didn't go right after the pizza right away. Oh, yeah. yes, I did. 
I, oh yes, I, I definitely did. I went for burgers. My, the the one thing that I was like really wanting uh, when I was when I was in prep towards the end of my prep was breakfast food. So I was super excited to get pancakes and cinnamon rolls, and I definitely um, had some fun post-show okay. with some post-show cheat meals but um my coach had a plan for me you know she's like on monday here are your macros and it's it was um 75 grams more in carbohydrates and just a little bit more in fat with the same mm -hmm. protein mm -hmm. um so it's like i was eating a little bit more but not an extreme you know it's like you're reversing your way out of that calorie deficit that you worked your way down yeah and that's healthy i've i've uh you know I, my first power lift to meet was in the 1980s and our gym well as you had back then was power lifting and bodybuilders and we all trained together um my first bodybuilding meet that our show that i judged was 1987 i'm an npc judge so you know the interesting thing is, is watching the change and a lot of bodybuilders in the 80s, 90s, and even 2000s, especially local bodybuilders get really sick because they gorge and they, I mean, they really blow themselves up. So it's harder the next time they do prep to go back yep. and do anything. It's just, it just, it's just way harder. And I'm like, look, you're messing up your biology every time. So every time you go into a calorie deficit, your body's not going to want to do it, you know, mm -hmm. because you wrecked yourself and it took you months to get healthy again. So, yeah. So. You know, I've been doing a little research. Okay. <laughs> so anytime I, I do something like this, I want to know the why. Like I yeah. want to know the purpose behind what I'm doing. Yeah. And there are a few coaches out there that are like, go back to maintenance. Uh-huh immediately you know and then there are some coaches that are like absolutely stick to the reverse a little bit every single week and i'm kind of torn between the two and i don't know which idea i like better um but it's really really easy to kind of slip into this like uh thought process of oh no i had a little extra i'm gonna get huge i'm gonna blow up i'm gonna screw up my reverse diet um you know, everybody puts such an emphasis on reverse diet when in reality, it's like you've been in this deficit for so long. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that mentally letting yourself take a little break afterwards is really necessary. At least I've found, you know, this is my first reverse and um, I found that cutting myself some slack um, and allowing myself to enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with a friend and um you know like enjoying a cookie you, you know like i think that that's also important after you've you know um been so locked in and so focused for so long yeah there there's a few philosophies out there and i knew i know some of the top gurus and some of them just let them reverse out for a week or two and then they go on their maintenance diet. They let them have cheat days. But you got to know, you really got to know your own system, your enzymes, how they work. Can you have a cheat day or can you have a cheat meal? And how does that mess you up? So it's a, there's a definite science behind it, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, you, and that's part of what you're going to be learning over the next year or two is how your body works. Like, just like learning in the gym, 
that certain movements and exercises don't work for you or do work for you. So right. yeah, it's very individual. Well, well, this has been really great. I appreciate you coming on. And now this is the part where I ask the hard questions. Um, <laughs> if one of my daughters came up to you and asked, I want to be a, a bodybuilder. I want to follow what you do, Elizabeth. How do I do that? Find a coach. Oh, wow. Okay. 100%. But before you commit to a coach, do your research. Okay. Figure, figure out what you want to do in the sport, why it's important to you, uh, and then find a coach based off of those answers. Someone okay. that will work well with you. Okay. Awesome. So, so you're saying you may have to try a few coaches first. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, I, I think it's so important to find someone that you can be open and honest with, that you okay. feel comfortable with, can talk to, um, and I think it's really normal to um, maybe, like, if you've been in it for a really long time, outgrow coaches, yep. which, you know, that, sound, that sounds harsh, that sounds bad, but your goals change, your... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like you learn all that you can learn from that coach and it's time to go learn more from another coach. And I think that's totally normal. Um, and, you know, there's the coach hopper sayings and stuff. And I do think it's important to um, listen to your coach, but I think it's also important to find one that you work well with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you too. There are those people that, you know, are, are coach hoppers because, you know, their coach expects so much and wants to squeeze out every piece of potential. But there is a thing is where you outgrow coaches and being a coach myself, I'm always hoping they outgrow me. Just like a good parent, I, you know, I have all these kids running around. You've probably seen them in the gym all the time. I want them to outdo me, you know, intellectually, fiscally you know, in relationships, I want them to have a better life than me. And I definitely want them to do better than me in whatever sport they pick. So I'm actually, I, I'm happy when someone outgrows me for the right reason. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I, you got everything I have. You need to find someone who's got more than I got, you know, and they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a good coach is really humble and is like, I'm trying to push you out of my nest. So you go to a bigger nest you know, yeah, at all the definitely. time. Um, what, what would you say your life philosophy is? This is a hard one. Always learn and grow. Push, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Okay. That's I want to continuously push myself out of my comfort zone because that's when I feel like I grow and change for the better. Um, so doing things like going back to school, doing things like getting up on a stage for a bodybuilding competition, um, doing things like meeting new people. Um, anytime I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone a little bit, I've gotten amazing results from doing so. So I guess that's, yeah. That's I'll awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So what's your next uh, contest? What, what's, what's the future hold for you? My game plan okay. is uh, to compete again in June. Okay. Uh, I'll do my first national show and I'll, I'll compete in figure. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. So there, there are actually three rows right in a show or three shows right in a row. I plan on doing two of them. So okay. I'm not really sure which two I'm going to do just yet. Um, but I plan on doing a couple shows this June uh, and possibly July. And then I plan on taking a full year off. Uh, and I, I would love to take a full year off and grow into the physique category. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. It was uh, really great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you.